Hi, welcome to Kinkstars, the BDSM podcast. Um, we are I get to talk to some amazing kinksters and fetish people from around the world. Um, my name's Megara Fury and today I have Ari on the show and Ari is a dominatrix, a fetish model and a personal trainer. Um, hi Ari. Hi. Hello. Um, thanks so hi. much for coming on the show and talking about all your experiences. Um, welcome so thank you for having me we met on channel four when we were doing a program together didn't we yes we did it was a while ago now i think yeah so how did that come about because they they emailed me and asked me if i wanted to do like a splosh thing for a couple of days and i was like this sounds great fun um so what how did that all come about for you it was the same with me, actually. They sent me an email and they said they're looking to do um, a program about like the world of sploshing and, and the whole experience and take one of their um, interviewers or um, one of their, you know, TV stars through, you know, an experience. And, and they explained the whole uh, program to me. And they said, I've got someone in Scotland who who's doing the Splosh thing we need another person could you know would you be happy to be on board and I was like yeah this sounds great, great fun. <laughs> yeah that was fun because it was absolutely scorching outside um uh-huh. and I don't know if you remember but it was like it was so warm and we had to do it like two or three times and then it was like sploshing you and then we had to clean you off and then re-splosh you because they wanted slow-mo shots and stuff like and when you see it on TV, it just doesn't look like it doesn't look like we shot it about five times. No, it, yeah, it ran pretty smoothly. Like when you watch it on TV, but actually filming it was just like getting getting messy, getting dry and clean, getting messy, dry and clean. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a long day, wasn't it? Yeah, it's not like for the sake of. I mean, we were only on the program for what fifteen minutes or something, including yeah. uh, Jenny that was on as well. Um, and that took a whole two days to shoot, didn't it? A whole full two days. Yeah. yeah, that was wild. But I loved your outfit for that. That was cool. The the latex bikini thing. It was really nice. Thank you. And my yeah. neighbours loved that. Like <laughs> they were all hanging out the windows and stuff. Like, what is she doing now? So, yeah, that was fun. Um, so you're a dominatrix and just like myself and a fetish model. Um, what? What's been your kind of standout moments when it comes to, to doing the, the dominatrix thing and the, the fetish model thing? Oh, the, the dominatrix thing. I think you, like, no no emails are ever the same. No clients are ever the same. And everyone has their own sort of twist on, you know, whether they like corporate punishment or or pegging or something like that. They've all got very, you know, slightly different tastes. So... And I'm always surprised by, you know, some things. Um, I had a client recently, obviously no names or anything. <laughs> he really wanted to be, um, he wanted to do a bit of pet play. But instead of, you know, the usual puppy, kitty kind of thing or a horse, he wanted to be a piggy. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, okay, that sounds great. So I had to <laughs> troll the internet, for, like this little piggy, um, piggy tail butt plug and, and get a little snout and some ears for him and, and we really we we catered the whole session around being in a farmyard and, and things and I think recently I think that one's going to stick in my mind for a long time because that was just such a fun session and it was just 
really outside of you know outside of the box when you think of pet play it was it was quite um quite different but but very enjoyable um I'm just trying to think of some others there's been so many and every is you know everyone is so very different yeah um, the, the piggy butt plug if it's the same one that I'm thinking of um that was the very first butt plug that I ever put into someone's arse was oh, really? with a, it was a pink rubber little curly tail thing and it was a real man um and he turned up and he just looked like this is one of my very first sessions and he just looked like one of my pal's dads you know someone that you'd see in the shop picking up his newspaper in six rolls and he was just and I just thought what is this guy going to be into um and it was like a kind of training session with another mistress and he so I walked into the room and she's like right we're putting butt plugs in and I'm like okay (laughs) um so she's like get your glove on you'll need to get your fingers in there and I was just like I can't believe I'm going to stick my finger up an old man's arse man this is fucking wild and um yeah I put the gloves on it just felt warm and uh put the put the butt plug in but it always stuck in my mind I was like it's a little piggy curly tail and I just thought he he's just going to begin about his business later on today, and no one is going to know that he has had this piggy butt plug in, and he's also um I think we put needles through his nipples and then electrocuted the needles. Oh, uh, nice! So yeah, it, that was fun. Um, that that's definitely uh, it's good that that was a standout moment for you because that was a standout moment for me for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, I'd never, I'd never seen the piggy butt plugs before, and it sounds really bad. I had to buy like um, like a Halloween kids kind of um, pig's ears and and snout because I couldn't find any on like fetish websites or like a hood or anything like that. Oh. So, and then I've I've got like several butt plugs that are you know like horse tail or something like that, mm-hmm. and some of them have like removable tails. Yeah. So I I removed the horse tail and I, um with the little piggy um costume set came you know one of those tails you can tell yourself yeah so I just had to kind of make my own little bright pink piggy butt plug by putting oh, one of those so I was just like I gave him options I was like you've got this big black um rubber one that you know I, I bought here or you've got this little pink one that I bought a Halloween like play set and just connected it so <laughs> yeah it was fun like you know I gave him little piggy options and it was it was just it was a great laugh so yeah that's definitely one that's sticking out for me for a long time I think so the when you were saying fetish model um is that something that's came off the back of of being a dominatrix or were you a fetish model first and that's what's kind of drawn you into the dom side of things um so I mean how how did it all come about that's what I'm asking (laughs) yeah it's it's a bit of a like a two-way sort of it's a two-way sort of street I was so how I got into modeling was I was a little bit like alternative goth when I was younger um and I'd already been do you know Westward Bound yes uh okay so they used to be in Plymouth and I I grew up in Plymouth and their their initial shop was on in the Barbican on, on the hoe it's called um, and I used to practically like live in there when I was younger. I was <laughs> always in there, always chatting to them, you know, and I used to go to all the like goth nights and the the like dominatrix parties and stuff like that. So I kind of got into the domination side and wearing all the fetish clothing as well. Yeah. So uh, when I, um, my youngest sister actually started uh, like glamour modeling and she said to me, 
oh, Ari, we need, you know, there, there aren't that many, like, goth alternative kind of girls on the scene. You know, you need to start doing some modeling because it's really popular right now. I was like, all right, fine. <laughs> and and I just had a, a photo shoot with a photographer in, like, latex clothing and corsets, and then it just kind of, you know, went from there. So it was it was not that one led to the other, per se. Well, it kind of did, I guess, because being a dominatrix and, like, wearing all the latex and fetish clothing kind of led me down the modeling route so it's you know I did both at the same time but I think domination sort of came first oh that's yeah. cool so what how did um how did you know you were kinky like what how did you know from the start um gosh I think and I I think I hear this quite a lot actually it comes from when I was really quite young Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when I ask clients how did you get into this he's like well when I was young so yeah I think it always stems from like childhood and something like that yeah um I was always into martial arts and um my dad took me through taekwondo like from the age of six so you know I've, I've always done martial arts yeah and I really enjoyed sparring against boys always loved it you know <laughs> They were a little bit, oh, should I hit her hard? Shouldn't I hit her hard? And I was just like, I'm going hell for leather, mate. It doesn't matter what you're doing. I'm just going to kiss the <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and then I'd always pop in a really sly but intentional, but I'd make it look like it was an accident, like kick to the nuts. Um, and and I just used to love the reaction of a guy, like, falling down to his knees and, and you know, like that, and me being, like, the really <laughs> powerful one that's just made him drop to the floor. and um yeah I think from then on like the ball busting I think which is one of my favorite activities has always been not necessarily if I got into an argument with someone I'd immediately kick someone there but it was you know consensual and everything if someone wanted me to do that that'd be the first thing I'd do like, Great, I'll kick yeah um and um my uh, I grew up in quite uh and like a, a good environment I'd I'd like to um I just like to say that I didn't have a, like any abuse or anything as a child. I was quite lucky. Um, you know, everything, you know, education and everything was really good for me. Um, and my mother was uh, like a free spirit sort of, not like an over the top hippie. Yeah. But she was, she was very, you know, like free and, you know, as long as she knew where I was or that I was safe or, you know, what time I was coming home, mm-hmm. she was like, do what you like as long as you're not hurting anyone. Non-consensually, um, <laughs> you're just like cutting guys no. in the nuts. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it, you know, she was she was very free, and you know, as long as I was happy and safe, it, you know, she didn't mind what I did or what I wore or you know where I was, as long mm. as I was safe and 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 everything else. So that allowed me to go and meet up with you know people after dark and you know just have fun and and go to like dominatrix parties you know when I was old enough and you know it was it was just a lot of fun and my mum you know she was always quite free so you know she allowed me to experience things or go out and you know experience things that others may not have been able to because they had a curfew or you know their parents have been overly quite strict so I thank my mum for getting me into kink (laughs) (laughs) um 
And it's really funny, you know, sometimes I sit on the bus with my mum and we'll go out shopping and she's like, oh, how did that session go the other day with that guy that wanted that thing? And I'm like, that was really good, mum, actually. And today I need a box that's big enough to put like my really big dildos in. She's like, I know just the place you can get one of them. And, you know, so oh, I'm really, so really yeah, I'm really open with my mum. You know, I can sit there and she'll say, oh, I saw a really nice latex cat suit over there. And, you know, if you want me, I can buy it for your birthday. And yeah, so Aww. my mum is like, I know that I don't, you know, I'm I'm so very lucky in that instance that I've got a good connection, you know, with my family that I can freely talk to my mother about these things. That's so um, lovely. Yeah, yeah, it's, I'm really quite lucky. Um, but yeah, so it was, you know, from a, from a young age I enjoyed beating people up and then um, my mum allowed me to go out and experience you know like fun domination parties and you know learn learn the ropes in places and then um, yeah I was just free to do whatever made me happy so yeah that's how that's I got so cool I've, I guess I've got a kind of similar um similar relationship with my family like my mum's totally she just said to me you know if you're ever unhappy just stop and that was it really she didn't she doesn't have any more bearing on my life like um and she's never really she's always encouraged me to make my own decision she's like if you fuck up you fuck up you know we'll fix it but you know you're not going to learn how to fix things unless you fuck up so you need to go out and do that and um and she, that's been good for me I think um and my dad has just always found everything hilarious. So, like, sometimes he'll, he'll be in B&Q or any other hardware store that's out there, but he'll, he'll go out and uh, he'll just send me stuff like, oh, this would be good for your dungeon. And I'm like, Dad, stop. Like, <laughs> and he'll just send me daft random things. Or, and we have a good laugh about it, so... Yeah, he's he's good fun, but it's nice when you've got that relationship with your family. But I mean, for me, I don't know about you, but for me, even if they didn't approve of it, I'd still do it. Like, cause it's yeah. I guess it's my life, and that's it's me that decides it. But yeah, it's nice when they're when they're cool about it as well. Um. So the the, the personal training is that a recent thing, or is that something that you've always been into? Um, I've like you know, like I said, I've always done uh, martial arts and, and sport and fitness and such. Mm -hmm. And I I have a qualification for um, military personal training. Oh, that's um, cool. I know it's 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 really fun. And, How and, does you that know, differ I, from normal personal training? It's a bit more sort of mean, and it it <laughs> uses um, <laughs> which is great fun. You know, I really enjoy it. Again you know, being dominant and I can order people around. It's great. Um, <laughs> but from, from you know, the the other side of thing, you know, from the, um, what do we call this, vanilla side or, you know, the, the normal side or um, such, it's um, it covers the same sort of things, you know, anatomy, physiology, and, you know, training uh, how to properly, you know, progress a training schedule. Yeah. Um, but it uses... Um, both aspects of using like a military gym and also places where you can't, you know, you don't have any equipment. Yeah. So it, it does, you know, it, it does more of the, you don't have the equipment. And it also, um, it was basically from trying to get a recruit who just joined up and, you know, done the mile and a half in, I don't know, less than 12 minutes and, you know, done the, the standard 
military testing, getting them from being a recruit to a soldier. So okay. it was quite a really intense and hardcore sort of training regime that I had to get them from recruit to soldier. So it it only it was very specific to, you know, that need. Yeah. So it wasn't all rounded, you know, you might have an elderly person who's got like a bad knee or a knee replacement or a hip or something. So you didn't really have to take much of those considerations into military training. Um, but I didn't know that I could just do um, like a crossover course and not spend out thousands on getting myself another oh. PT qualification. <laughs> so I didn't know that I could just go, oh, yeah, OK, I'll just take a day course and I can cross them over. Now I have to do another 12 weeks or whatever to get my other qualification oh man I've just started the PT training thing myself so I'm on I'm only at the level two fitness instructor but, oh, but cool. fucking hell ossification if I see that word one more time man <laughs> there's just so much <laughs> to learn and I thought oh, it'll be all right it'll just be like how to work out diets and and it's not it's like it's like I'm I've got all my books out from second year um biology from when I studied at uni so it's like it's pretty intense but it's enjoyable so when you're so you're saying that you you train people to go from recruit to soldier which is really cool because you're basically like PT and almost kind of trained killers which I think is yeah like super <laughs> cool um, and getting yeah. to boss them about like yeah the bossing about that's it <laughs> so what do you take how much of your dom your dom persona comes into that then? Um, it was quite a lot actually because it was just I had the um the knowledge per se that I was in charge of everyone. Yeah. So it was you know it was it was easy to like switch into dom mode so to speak <laughs> and um, yeah just be able to say right okay. Now you're all going to do what I say because I have power. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds really yeah. bad when I say it now. Love but, it. But yeah, that's pretty much what it was like. And it was it was just the majority of it was me, you know, as as Dom or Ari. So it was it was quite good. Sorry, I'm just bugging in my phone. I'm gonna die. There we go. So when I met you, we we did loads and loads of splosh things um and that was kind of the only I guess glimpse that I got into your kind of fetish thing um so is there anything about what like what are your favorite bits about um kink BDSM being a dom um is there any sort of activities that you just love doing or is there anything that you definitely would never ever do like um I really uh, as far as kink goes I really love the kink community Okay. Um, you know, regardless of whether you're, you know, on on FetLife or other, you know, fetish forum based places, and you, you know, you're talking to everyone, or you know, you just go out to like Club Rub or Rubber Pulse or, you know, other clubs, and you you chat to people. I find it really accepting, as you know, as far as I'm aware, everyone has been really, you know, because everyone has got a kink, regardless of whether you're, you know, you identify as kinky or not. You all have something that really, you know, you've got a kink or a fetish or something gets going. Yes. Um, and I find the, the fetish world and the kink world really accepting that we all have something that gets us going, regardless of whether it's the same as, you know, that person or that person. 
you know we've all got something and we're all accepting that you know we everyone's got something so um I find it accepting and and quite freeing that I can just go to places and just be you know be Ari and Ari likes kicking guys in the nuts and (laughs) and (laughs) doing pet play and needle play and um electrics and you know playing with the violet wand and doing shibari and those are you know my my favorite kinds of things yeah um and you know, I just I really enjoy that you know everyone has something and we can all enjoy our own things in a safe sustained and consensual way so yeah we're all it's it's like if you go to a fetish club and um you know the guys in my experience anyway yeah. the guys have been you know very respectful I go to club pedestal which is um like a, a fetish club in London and um it's basically where the women are technically on the pedestal so yeah. they, um, the women are allowed to, you know, sit down and have a free, you know, like a really good evening. They're given roses. Um, there are certain rooms where men aren't allowed on the furniture at all. And, you know, they've, they've got to be completely silent unless they're spoken to. And they can go up to a mistress and say, mistress, you know, would you like a foot rub? May I allow, you know, may I have the honor of giving your feet a rub or you know, they, they can come up and ask you questions and you can say yes or no, depending on what you want. So I find that, you know, not every club is like that. I, I get that, you know, that's yeah. quite specific. But, you know, it's it's all very respectful in, in my experience anyway. You know, the guys, you know, will ask you and if you say no, that's no and they'll go away. Whereas in my experience of going to normal clubs on Friday or Saturday night, mm-hmm. um, you get grinded on, you know, or, oh or ground. God. What's what's the <laughs> grinded ground? Someone <laughs> comes and grinds up against you, you know, and and they'll grab your ass or they'll try and kiss you, and it's just like, no, I didn't let you do that. I didn't allow you to come over here and grab my ass or talk to me. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not in the mood to do that. I just want to dance, you know. Yeah. Um. And a few, a couple of months ago at a fetish club. One of my another dom friends, um, I went and sat down next to her, and she said, "Do you know, Ari? I had the sudden urge to smack your ass in that dress because it looked so good. But obviously, I thought about it, and I was like, no, that's not right. You wouldn't, you wouldn't do that in a fetish club because you haven't consented to me doing that." I was like, "Oh, thank you." But <laughs> she said, "Usually, in another club, I would have just smacked some girl's ass because she looks great." And I was like, "Yeah, you know," and it makes you stop and think about the kink community versus the general community and you know the club sort of seems that way as well so yeah I I like the kink community and the the whole dom experience because it's all based on what I consent to yeah and that's that's what you know that's what makes me happy because I don't want to go places and you know get rubbed on or you know (laughs) I don't really want to be spoken to so yeah I, t- I totally get that um I prefer fetish clubs than to nightclubs because I feel like when you go to yeah. a nightclub there's a sort of almost an expectation that you know you need to talk to people or if a guy approaches you at a bar and it's like hi babe or can I buy your drink yeah. and I'm just like no you can't like and I find that when I go to normal clubs I need like I have this need to drink to get through it you know so I just stay out of them now because obviously I I don't drink or that anymore um whereas in a fetish club there's so much 
to see. There's so many cool outfits. There's cool people to talk to. Most people aren't there to get drunk. They're there to have fun, to socialise, to play. Um, it's just such a nicer environment. Like, okay, there might be a bit of violence happening in the corner, but <laughs> it's just, it's controlled and it's all consensual and people are just so much more respectful. Um, yeah. It's just so much nicer. And I really like Pedestal. I've not been for so long um, and I need to rectify that, but I like that when you walk in, you're handed a rose and you sit yeah. down and there's someone like, can I clean your shoes, please? And it's... There's someone wanting to, to shine your latex and it's everything's just very, very respectful the way it should be. But I guess I, I feel like sometimes I'm in a bit of a bubble with it because, um, I mean, I, I do still read a lot of stuff on like Twitter and, and social media and, and in general, really just articles about, you know, like the need for feminism and stuff. And I just think if everyone just embraced the whole um, like the kind of atmosphere of pedestals for example we you know it's it's very 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 feminist um but, you know even just some of the the things that i get through like requests and things like that and i'm like why are we worried about what men are doing like because i guess we see a different side to them and i'm just like like i wouldn't i wouldn't trust most guys to nurse a beer never mind anything else like they're just yeah. most guys are, are pretty idiotic and you never hear of like, you never hear of female CEOs getting caught shagging the intern and sacked. You know, it's always guys, and yeah, I just think we give them far too much credit, like for sure. I yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so speaking of like feminism and the kind of the the movement of um like just sex workers in general um i remember we spoke recently about um the trade union movement that started um yeah. and that was something that you were interested in um so how is that has that moving forward for you and um is there anything that can be done to help um, to move that forward in england I'm working on it. Um, currently, I'm um, trying to get through the application for being a union rep. Mm -hmm. and um, But it's very, very difficult because, I mean, I know up in Scotland, you've got um, the dancers, the, you know, the, um, the strip club dancers and such. You've got, you've got that whole net. And whilst in London and in the South and everything we do, but it's difficult to get someone to join a union uh -huh. and then write down they're a sex worker. You yeah. know, it's it's hard because it's still seen. It's it's a you know huge taboo. Oh, you're a sex worker. You know, it's it's frowned upon. It's just like oh, okay, she does things like that for money. You know, so it's still it's so very hard to get someone to say yes, actually. I am a sex worker, you know, and I pay my taxes and I do this. So why shouldn't I be able to join a union or, you know, why shouldn't I be protected at the work that I do? Mm -hmm. um, and I have, I've struggled finding someone to join the union and put down that they're a sex worker. So getting, you know, that sort of, that sort of backing has been quite a challenge. Um, and yeah. I'm still, I'm still struggling because I don't know. Um, anyone who puts on their tax return as such that they're a sex worker. I mean, I put down that I'm an entertainer, so I could put down sex worker because there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, 
you know, on, on my tax return forms and everything, you know, there's absolutely no reason why I shouldn't. In fact, I'm probably going to do that this year, actually, just to see what happens. Yeah. Um, because they shouldn't, because sex work isn't illegal. So, yeah. Exactly. It's, it's just work. Um, exactly. It is work. So it, regardless of what comes, you know, before it, sex work is work. You know, we're still, yeah. you know, whether we're self-employed or we're working at a strip club or you know x y z we're still working yeah you know, exactly and, it is um, yeah. and it's it's you know it's troubling to try and get that push forward for and i understand you know from a public point of view we're still quite scared of it yeah. but also from a, a sex worker point of view admitting that and potentially maybe even being found out that you put sex worker on a form once you know that that is still quite problematic issue um and I had this problem actually in um the previous employment I just had okay um but I'm sure we can talk about that at some point um but yeah trying to get someone to write down that they're a sex worker and you know join a union is quite a challenge but I mean I'm getting there I'm meeting up with someone next week to discuss you know more aspects on this and hopefully she'll join you know she'll back me and you know yeah. we can move forward with it so, um, I mean, a couple of issues that I definitely came across, um, first of all, was the the recruitment process is difficult. Um, we got around that by um, just allowing people to use SW or SW self-employed, which meant people didn't have to put down, um, we didn't have to physically write the word sex worker. Because for some people, it's still jarring, even though they're doing the work day in, day out. It's still like, uh, what happens? What is the what's the outcome of if I write this down? Um, yeah. And um, what I've found sometimes is that if everything's going okay and they don't have any troubles, then they're just like, do I really need to join? You know, it's yeah. people wait until there's a problem before they join rather than join and then make sure that problems don't arise in the first place. Um, yeah. So that's been difficult um, to give people... to. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't ever want to create any sort of negative need to join a trade union and it's always got to be kind of sold on the positives. But, I mean, I see the, yeah. I see the positive of it because I've had family that have been in trade unions. I've, I've always been um, kind of an advocate for trade unions because even when I first left school I worked in forensic medicine and I was part of a trade union there and we were um we or other people organized I didn't organize I didn't really know what people were doing but um I get pay rises off the back of that so I was like trade unions are good like because I was on six thousand pounds a year so that's it was yeah it was really really bad money um but you know even like even an extra ten a month, I was like, brilliant, this is great, because I didn't even have yeah. to, to do anything for it. Um, so that that's always been something that I've thought, trade unions are good, they're for the people, they're for the workers. But one thing that yeah. I didn't realise until I started um, with GMB um, organising is that the trade union itself is only a banner under which to organise. They'll give you the tools to do it, but the hard work comes from the workers like it's not yeah. like you join a trade union and they do it all for you because they've only got a skeleton staff um and that has been a thing that has been hard a kind of hard pill to swallow i think for a lot of people who have joined trade unions is that 
well, what? How come it's not all getting done? And it's like, well, you know, it's it's a banner under which to organise. You know, we need to organise collectively and work together in order to get things done. But we'll have the backing of a recognised trade union. Um, so that was that was something that was pretty pretty hard. Um, I mean, when we were doing the dancers campaign. I ended up doing like seventeen-hour days because uh, between like going into meetings and organising press stuff, and I mean towards the end I was so close to burning out. Um, by yeah. the time I went to on holiday in Norway, I was just absolutely fucked. Like I just I couldn't even. I was glad that I couldn't get access to my phone, but um, I was just so absolutely done in. And you know you get to that point where it is so difficult. And there's so much pressure that even just one, like you end up, you, you do end up making mistakes because we're human, and you know you make a mistake, and it because everyone's so emotionally ve- invested in it, and it's so um hard going, and it's you know you've got press involved and everything's visible, and um it just even just tiny little oversights or whatever get blown up into massive things, and people start falling out, and it and it's just it's really really hard going um when you're in full-on campaign mode and then of course there's kind of competing personalities as well because we're all very very strong people um especially when you know when you're when you're a sex worker when you're a dancer um and it's you know you're used to commanding attention you're used to commanding a room and um and it's it can be and you're used to working alone most of the time so then you're flung into a team and you've you've got to take into account other people's opinions and feelings and thoughts and you know the ideas and it's like ah you know it can become quite um tempestuous but yeah yeah i wouldn't change it though you know it was a very very good learning experience and i'm going to continue campaigning um i just had to take a break from it because it's hard going so i feel you on it and you know as i've said to to yourself and other people um, any support you need, you'll always have my absolute hundred percent backing on it. <laughs> Even if you need to phone and vent or something like. Uh, oh, thank you. Uh, I probably will take you up on that at some point. I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, yeah, trying to get a group of like sex workers who are, you know, we we have to be quite um, domineering or demanding, and, and you know, such in in um, work life as well as like. Mm-hmm. Um, normal life or private life as well so getting a group of you know 20 odd women in the same room or men or you know whomever in the same room who are demanding like that and having to um not take charge but you know mediate everything because you're all so right we need this and this and this someone else will say yep we also need this and I'm like great okay and it's just it's gonna I know it's gonna be quite a lot to um handled so you need to have I'm a hoping. good a good strong um union person in the room with you who knows things inside out um and can help to manage any sort of disagreements or conflicts and stuff as well because that's really important um and you know i guess one of the, the major learning points i had was you can't please everyone 100 percent of the time and that's okay yeah. you know that people are going to be upset with you because they don't like something or they don't agree with something and that's okay that's totally fine yeah um and yeah it's just 
it's very very stressful it's very hard but you recently um because you're you're part of a trade union and recently you had a, a trade union come in and help you with a, a vanilla job so what what happened there I did okay so I'm uh, I'm part of GMB as well okay um and yeah I um I was working a vanilla job as a I'm going to I'm just going to say it. I'm a I was a personal trainer stroke I was the assistant manager of a leisure establishment <laughs> I <laughs> don't really want names. <laughs> yeah so as part of a leisure establishment and I did a damn good job at my job okay. and um all of a sudden I came in one day and I got taken to a meeting and I was shown that the boss had actually printed out photos from my Twitter account, my domination and modeling Twitter account, which is under a completely different name. Wow. And they didn't you know nothing. You know, they, they just said, someone showed us this. And they printed out like nude photos of me and photos of me in latex and such. And, you know, some domination things I'd said and said, we're um, suspending you for gross misconduct pending an investigation. And I was like, what have I done? You know, what what exactly is the issue here? You, I'm, I'm not embarrassed about these pictures. So why did you feel the need to print them off and show them to me? <laughs> like, like, I put yeah, them I up, know these so... are modeling. Yeah, and um, so apparently it brings the company into disrepute, even though I didn't mention where I lived, where I worked, my, you know, my other working names, um, names of the company, you know, there was nothing linking me to that place on yeah. anything. So they'd got their, you know, a bee in the bonnet about me being naked online under a different name and, you know, nothing to do with the company. Mm -hmm. um so I got suspended and they tried to get me in so they suspended me on the Friday and tried to get me in for my investigation and disciplinary on the Monday and I was like mm -hmm. there's no way in hell I can get you know it's three o'clock on a Friday you expect me to get in on Monday to have an investigation I'm never going to find a union rep in that time yeah you know it was ridiculous and they didn't even expect me to have a union rep they you know they expect me to just be on my own they don't think I'm a smart woman you see Oh, fucking underestimating a dominatrix. Oh, yeah, they Such underestimated Such a schoolboy error. Uh, yep. So I obviously, you know, contacted the union and got myself a rep. And I, you know, then told my work, there's no way in hell I'm having a Monday meeting. I can't get a rep then. And you, you know, you have to allow me time to look at the evidence and talk to my rep and then get in with it. So they gave me an extra week. Um, and my rep came in, you know, she sat down with me. Um, and I, I showed her everything that they had on me. Uh -huh. She was like, what exactly is the issue? And I was like, well, I, apparently it brings the company into disrepute. So, you know, and I was like, okay, and where does it say anything about the company you're working for or, you know, what you're doing there or, or your real name or where you live or where this company is or, you know, what what's the what's the drama here that they're bringing in? And I was yeah. like, I'm, I don't even know. Like, I can't, you know, I can't see why this is such an issue mm -hmm. um so my union rep did a damn good job and she really put my employer on on you know he was definitely on his back foot um and i mean the outcome was still the same i still got terminated um but instead of it being a gross misconduct it was just a serious misconduct which i still don't really understand 
Um, mm. But because, you know, I was there less than two years, I technically didn't have, you know, the full rights to take them to a tribunal or anything like that. So, you know, regardless of, and, and I did appeal it and I had the appeal and this really old, <laughs> um, old guy, you know, this old prim and proper sort of man came in and sat down and, and he kind of made you feel like, you know, oh, there's no issue here. I don't see what the problem is. You know, why have they done this? This doesn't say anything about where you work, blah, blah, blah. You know, and he made you feel like, actually, yes, they're still completely wrong. There's no reason why they should have, you know, terminated me. Uh-huh. And in the end, you know, I got the email and it, it said, you know, they've still decided to terminate you. And I'm like, well, you know, there's not much I can do about that. But there's, you know, it's, it annoyed me and my union rep was really really helpful and she she made me feel um you know she saw all the pictures and I was expecting her to be shocked and you know horror and appalled that you know that I would do something like this and she was like there's no issue there but people take naked pictures and put themselves up online all the time what's the problem mm-hmm. so she was she was really cool and really helpful and really reassuring you know she did say at the end of the day the you know the outcome is going to be whatever your employer says because that's at the moment, because you've been working there less than two years, you don't have the more rights than you do at the moment. So, yeah. you know, if they still say, you know, even if the um, the appeal guy says, oh, there's no reason why you should have fired her, they can say, well, we're still going to fire her. Oh. So at the end of the day, I still got let go, um, which was ridiculous. And, you know, but it was what it was. So... Yeah, the union did help me a lot. They made me feel so much less like terrified than I would have been. Um, yeah, and that's empowering. And it's this is a, I mean, it, although you didn't get the outcome that you wanted, it's still another step forward for everyone. Like you, yeah. just you doing that and taking that stand has furthered. Um, it's furthered the case for all workers. I th- in my eyes, anyway, because you've had that courage to go. No, wait a minute like this is something completely separate you've no moonlighting policy that says I can't have a second job um yeah and you know it really does come down to that there's nothing that you've you haven't mentioned your company you know and and had you been there for longer than two years then it's very possible that you might have won it um and you know taking them to a tribunal and and fought you know every ounce that I had because I'm not I'm not the in Previously, before I was a dominatrix and, and, you know, in the kink scene, I was never someone who would sit down and take it, you know, if, and and this is from my, my dad's sort of inspiration. And if my dad were here um, during this, unfortunately, he passed away last year, but had he been here, thank you, um, had he been here during this whole thing, because he helped me out like so many times. My dad was an, an amazing person, regardless of the work that I did, which I'm sure he was just like, well, you know, we never talked about it. <laughs> he was that I did it, and it, you know, it was just, you know, that. Um, but he would always help me out if I had, you know, issues on my tax returns and tax forms. He'd help me out. And had he been here when you know this ho- whole thing happened, he would have like contacted like everyone and got me a really good lawyer and you know he would have done like everything just to fight for the little guy Um, (laughs) he sounds like a hero he was yeah he was he was a great man but yeah I would have um 
had I been there longer than two years, I would have taken it to tribunal level and, you know, fought everything. And that's just the kind of person I am anyway, because Good. I don't believe that, you know, we should sit down and just take what we're handed because we deserve Absolutely more. Not. We deserve better. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to do the whole union rep thing and, and help with the sex work stuff because we do deserve better. We are people. Does it matter what job we do as long as it's legal? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm of the exact same opinion. Um, I don't, I mean, I, don't, I just don't care what part of sex work that you work in. Like it's, it, we're all workers. We're all making a living to put a roof over yeah. our heads. We deserve a roof the same as anyone else does. We deserve food yeah. the same as anyone else does, you know? Um, and I think that I think what you've done is just so brave and it's just such a, a trailblazing thing to do and um I just think that's amazing like it really is and I, I like I'm really glad that you've told me that story because that's definitely um it's perked up my inspiration a bit because I was feeling a bit flat about the the trade union stuff but that's definitely put a wee fire back in me so yes I'm glad oh, glad nice. to hear that um thank you so as a as a dom, as a fetish model, or even as a personal trainer, um, do you have any do you have any kind of solid advice that you would give anyone who is looking to start out, or any advice for anyone who is kinky and struggling with their identity, or perhaps um maybe just starting to explore things a little bit? Um. Okay. So if you're uh, in my personal opinion, if you're looking to like start your journey into like domination or pro submission or, or something like that, I would say, um, you know, there are websites like uh, FetLife and um, I think Informed Consent or IC is still running. I'm not sure. But there are other websites that you can go to. FetLife's a bit like Facebook, but kinky. So, you know, you can explore there and you can join um munches so like groups where kinky people go you know and, and join together and just you know in a non-kinky environment you can just sit and have a pint and have a chat with someone or you know um and that might be quite daunting for some people but I think it's good experience because everyone there has again they're all welcoming there's a kink everyone's got one you know mm -hmm. you can all just sit there and talk about your experiences or where you hope to go and everyone's got some advice for you there um if you want to be doing like the working side of things, I would um, try and contact Dominatrix and um, ask for advice on getting into it or ask if you can um, be their, um, what's the word, like assistant or, you know, try and get some training in. There are quite a few doms in London who do offer um, like domination workshops. Yeah. Um, and that's something that myself and another girl are looking into doing something that, that's going to be like a, a kink workshop where you know it's like dom 101 and you can you know learn the basics of how to carry yourself yeah. how to talk to a sub how to um you know do things safely and you know um consent and consent levels and safe words and all those kinds of things so it's important to learn from someone who is experienced in my yeah. opinion so yeah if you can find someone who you can align with who's got a really good record you know talk to them um and you know just try and try and learn from them um don't be a dick don't try and undercut <laughs> them when you do start you know earning money don't be a dick just don't all right we're all here together there's enough room for everyone don't be like well she charges so much i'm going to charge less and pay for her clients oh it's a, a race to the bottom absolute race yeah. to the bottom yeah 
yeah, if you do that, like no doms will like you and yeah, no one will book you. So yeah, just be respectful, learn from other people, you know, be really, you know, open to things which you might be shocked about. I mean, if you, you know, you will find things and people will ask you for things that you won't do, um, <laughs> but there's no harm in them asking, you know. If someone says to me, I would like you to um, shit on me and then write my name in it, I'd be like, thank you for asking. No, I don't do that kind of thing. But I can, you know, refer you to someone who will. Yeah. <laughs> so don't be surprised if you get some questions like that. Or, you know, I'd like you to pee in a cup and then put it in your mouth and then spit it into mine. Again, it's one of those things you can say, okay, that's, that's great. I really hope you find someone who can do that for you, but it's not something you do. Don't feel like you've got to do something they want because you don't. Yeah, you never absolutely. Have to it's okay to say no. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it makes it all the better for them when they find someone who's happy to do it because they'll get a good experience rather than you kind of doing a half-assed job at trying to please a customer because they'll know that you don't really want to do it. And I like, I like what you said there about the you know refer them on to someone that does because a lot yeah. of doms don't do that like I know that if someone asks me for hard spots I know where to send them like <laughs> and that yeah. always comes back like when you do that other people maybe you've got a specialism that they maybe don't cover they'll remember you for that and it's a good way to network and make friends and, and kind of endear yourself to the community I think it's just yeah, knowing, knowing your limitations but knowing that it might be someone else's strength and you could do them a return by sending them a client exactly yeah and it's just it's all about you know at the end of the day the kink thing is all about respect and having fun so if you're you know respectful you'll always find you know ways to have fun and yeah. you know we're all most of us out there anyway are happy to you know help each other and I'm I'm great because I like to refer people to other people if I don't do something I don't just say no fuck off I say yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming I'm allowed to swear on this so oh, you can swear <laughs> yeah. as much as you want Oh, excellent. Yeah, so I'm I'm more than happy to say, no, I don't do that, but this person might do, or I'll ask that Dom and I'll say, I've got a client here who wants this, can I give them your email? And they'll say yes or no. So yeah, and at the end of the day, you know, you'll 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 get it back. I'm I'm a firm believer in karma, so what you give out, you get back. So oh, yeah. That's good. Um so it's time for the shameless plugs part. Um so if you want to plug your website or your personal training or anything, now is the time. Okay. Um, there's one thing I actually do want to plug, and it's, um, well, it will be myself later, but not at the moment. Um, <laughs> what, I would like to, what I would like to plug is, um, it's really quite important. It's, uh, there's a community out there called Pineapple Support. I don't know whether you've heard of it or seen it anywhere. No. But it is um, a mental health support network for people in the sex work industry and adult performers. Oh, okay. Now, um, my friend Leah um, thought of it because there are a lot of um, suicides and, you know, mental health issues. Yeah. Uh, you will often see in the news that, I mean, um, you know, certain porn stars may have committed suicide or died recently and such. And off the back of that, uh, my friend Leah decided that, you know, enough was enough because there's not enough mental health support there for mm. people in our community, in the kink community, domination, um, sex work, you know, porn stars, because there isn't. Because if you go to a counsellor and you say, 
I'm a dominatrix, you know, and I'm I'm suffering from depression, they'll say stop stop doing the domination. Or, you know, if you do porn, they'll say, oh, it's because you work in porn, you're feeling like this. And it's not. It's just another job. You wouldn't say that no, to someone who works in... No, if you an office in- job, then you'd still feel the same. Like, <laughs> exactly. I'd, I'd think I'd feel worse if I worked in an office. Like, yeah. I like the freedom that I've got, so, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, there are a lot of girls out there who, you know, girls, guys, everyone out there who deserves the same sort of mental health support as people doing a normal job you know an office job or whatever so pineapple support does free and subsidized counseling um and therapy for people in the adult um adult work community oh that's amazing yeah so and and honestly a lot of the therapists are sex workers themselves um they offer um like a chat service so it's a bit like you know samaritans where you can chat to someone and say you know i'm feeling blue or you know i'm feeling hopeless and you can have a chat dialogue with someone who will listen to you and then they can refer you on to a therapist so you can find them online at pineapplesupport.org or um on twitter at pineapple ysw that's pineapple your safe word basically because pineapple is the third or second or third most common safe word i didn't know that i didn't know that what's the first most common do you know that i think it's like red I think oh, that's okay. standard. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, pineapple, your safe word. So yeah, and and they do like tour around, go into different conventions, and we advertise it quite a lot. So um, I'm one of their UK ambassadors. So um, yeah, I believe that everyone needs, you know, support. So if you are an adult performer or a sex worker, and you do need someone to help you, or you're scared that if you go to a therapist, they're going to say, well, actually, it's because you work in this. That's the problem. Yeah, you know, if that's your main bread and butter, that's not what you want to hear. You want to hear ways of coping with how you feel. You know. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, not necessarily. Oh, your job's the problem. Quit it. You want to hear. Okay, well, let's see if this can help you, or we can, you know, manage you by doing this. You know, you want support. So pineapplesupport.org. That's that's my shameless plug today. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Um. Is there anything else that you want to plug? What's your Twitter? Uh, my Twitter is at X Aranie, so that's A R A N E A E X. Um, so yeah, come find me there, or I'm Domina Ari on Twitter again. Okay. Um, yeah, so come find me. Come find me somewhere. I'm always happy to chat, and I'm I'm an open book. I'm really open about everything. So yeah, amazing. Well, we've covered absolutely loads and I feel fucking inspired, man, especially with the, the uh, trade union stuff that you were talking about and this pineapple support thing's amazing. I never knew that this existed, so I've definitely learned something today. Um, that's something that I might actually pass on to Zena, who was from the first episode, who's the, the therapist, so it might something that she might be quite interested in. Um, but yeah, thanks so much yeah, for everything. Uh-huh. Yeah, so yeah, we're always looking for therapists, you know, who want to join and, and help and stuff. So yeah, pass it on to her. I'll, I'll like email you all the details and everything and you can talk to Leah directly and maybe get her and do stuff like that. Amazing. I'll put a wee link on the description of the podcast as well. So it's on there for people. Um, and I'll get that off you once we, we finish this. But yeah, thanks so much um, for taking some time out to speak with me. 
Um, and yeah, all the best for for everything. Your for the trade union stuff. Um, with the personal training, um, bullying all those army guys, which must be fucking brilliant. Um, brilliant. And yeah, just it's just so nice to speak to you again. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Amazing. Cheers. Bye.